Well, welcome to Odds and Ends with Mike Tice. This is the ninth week of the NFL's 100th anniversary season. Got underway last night with the Arizona Cardinals taking on the San Francisco, the visiting San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers won that game 28-25 to stay undefeated at 8-0. What a great job by the 49ers and Mike Shanahan and his staff. But I'll tell you, Arizona hung in there, made some plays, went to a little bit of tempo, and gave the 49ers some fits. We've had a great week of Breeders' Cup shows, tremendous guests. You can go back and listen to all those podcasts. They'll be up on Apple, Spotify, and Google. We've got some buy teams this week. You have the Atlanta Falcons at 1-7 and and the Bengals at 0-8, trying to figure out how they can win a game and improve down the stretch as football teams. The 5-3 and three Rams are on a break, trying to keep up with those 8-0 49ers and those 6-2 and two Seattle Seahawks. That has become a very tough division. And of course, the Saints at 7-1 and one got Drew Brees back last week. He had a tremendous day, and the Saints have a break, and they are at 7-1, and one, as I mentioned. We've got two great guests. We have former offensive coordinator Bill Musgrave on. His last stop was the Denver Broncos. What a great report he's going to give us. And the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, Mike Zimmer, is going to join us today on Odds and Ends with Mike Tice. We'll be right back. I got the horse right here. The name is Paul Revere. And here's a guy that says if the weather is clear, can do, can do. This guy says the horse can do. Well, welcome back to Odds and Ends with Mike Tice. And my next guest is the former offensive coordinator. I'm using Minnesota Vikings today because we have on, of course, Coach Mike Zimmer today. So this will be a Viking day. So put on your Viking hat, Billy, and welcome to Bill Musgrave. How you doing, my man? I'm doing great. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, well, I appreciate you coming on, and I know you're on the road this weekend and a little visit in Colorado. What did you think of the game last night? Arizona did a nice job of holding in there against the 49ers, don't you think? They did a nice job. They started fast. They got their crowd into it by going down and scoring, getting up 7 to nothing, and then uh, hung in there and got in some no-huddle up-tempo things there right. in the second half and really uh, put a scare into the 49ers there in the fourth quarter. I thought so, too. Once they went with that no huddle, it didn't look like the 49ers had seen much of that this year, and they might have opened up a can of worms for the 49ers. Of course, the 49ers still have a bunch of injuries, but they're playing great football, and uh, 8-0 at the halfway point, uh, you got to be happy for Kyle Shanahan and his group. I want to go ahead. They've got a great defense going, right? They've got those guys up front. The linebacker, Quan Alexander, got hurt, got his chest injured last night, and I think him leaving the game, probably heard a little bit of their communication and leadership there on on defense which uh you know affected their, their no huddle reactions there that's a good point very good point and i know they're missing the fullback and a couple of tackles or at least one tackle and but they, i tell you they do look good and they've uh, done an outstanding job they fooled me a couple of weeks i didn't know that the defense was as outstanding as it is they have guys up front <clears throat> excuse me that can get there without the blitz which is always key because you can get more guys into coverage, as you well know. I want to. Yeah, they're doing a nice job. Yeah, I want to have you take the fans at this halfway point through. I know you watch a lot of football. I want you to take the fans through your top five in the NFC and the AFC, and I'd like you to talk about, even if it's briefly, about each one of the teams and 
and and why you like the team and the position you like them. Let's start with the NFC. Who do you got on top? Boy, <laughs> it's it's a good NFC this year, Billy. I'm glad you started with the NFC. I was hoping you would because the NFC is strong in 2019. Yes. It's just, uh, I've had a chance to study a bunch of systems, both uh, collegiately and professionally here this uh, season. Mm-hmm. And, uh, boy, is the NFC strong. Of course, love the guys up north. Uh, it's a Vikings day, but the Vikings are playing as well as anybody in football right now. Mm-hmm. Um, they're nipping at the heels of the pack, of course. The pack is 7-1. and one. Uh, the Vikes six and two, but, they, but they're just they're rolling. I know the Packers wouldn't want to face the Vikings right now, but they're going to have to face them before the season's out. Yep. Those two teams are at the top. Um, the Saints are doing a terrific job, whether mm-hmm. it's with um, Teddy Bridgewater or now with Drew Brees back in the lineup. They're the class um, of the South. And then, of course, when you talk about the West, the West is a strong, strong division. Yes, you look at. What Arizona did last night, just hanging with the Niners, they're, they're no pushovers. Right. You know, Got to give the Arizona Cardinals some credit. But, boy, when you talk about the Seahawks, uh, the Niners, and the Rams, yeah. all three of those teams are feeling like they're going to get in the playoffs. Yeah. Now, if you go back out in the East with the NFC, you know they're going to beat each other up like they always do, and uh, we'll see who's left standing there at the end between the Cowboys and the Eagles. But they're not in the class right now of Minnesota, Green Bay, New Orleans and a couple of these teams out here in the West. Yeah, and that's a, they're a very good job on that. I agree. Uh, the West is strong. Uh, Seattle has a few things they got to get in order, uh, most notably on defense. Got to start running that ball a little bit better if they're going to move up another notch. The Cowboys, to me, uh, too many turnovers when they have lost. They have all the weapons on both sides of the ball. Uh, the Vikings, like you said, I, I really like the Vikings. They're the only team in the league in the top five in offense and defense in total yards, but they're number three in the league in defensive scoring, which I know is something big that you look at. And uh, I agree with you. The NFC is loaded. How about we take the fans through the AFC, which is a little bit tougher once you get past the first one. <laughs> yeah, once you get past the Patriots, the, the AFC is a little more hit and miss um, this season. It just happens to be now. There's a lot of football left. So one of these teams can – get on a roll, and really the teams that improve here in November mm-hmm. and December are going to be the ones that you really fear in the playoffs. It's not so much the September-October record, so we want to take what's happened so far in the AFC really with a grain of salt, because some teams can definitely stay healthy or get some guys back off the uh, IR list, right. or really figure it out um, here at the end. Right here in November, December is where these teams can really make some big improvements, especially with Nobody playing in preseason anymore. September is almost as if that's the preseason schedule these days with nobody playing their starters back there in August. So right. that's a let's good talk point. about the AFC. You're yeah, right. That's a great um, point. New man. England and Buffalo are good in the East. Mm-hmm. They really are. Everybody in the South is good. Whether you're talking about Jacksonville, Tennessee will beat somebody on any yep. given day. Yep. You know, the class of that would be Houston um, yep. and, of course, Indianapolis. I really like what Houston is doing. Um, Deshaun Watson, the play he made the other day Unbelievable. with getting kicked in the eye by the Oakland defensive end and making that play to win the game uh, will go down you know, in history. Yes. So, as long as they've got him, they've got a chance really to win that division and get in the tournament. Mm-hmm. So, um, and out West, uh, not as strong as it has been. The Chargers are down. Yep. The Chiefs are a little bit down, even though they're going to you know, end up winning that division. 
you know, and then of course we've got Baltimore. So there's not a lot to talk about right now at the halfway point in the AFC besides New England. And then we've got Kansas City and Baltimore. And Baltimore will try to knock off New England Sunday night. That'll be a fun game. We'll see if New England uh, employs the Miami Dolphins defensive strategy that the Dolphins did in week one where they put 11 guys up on the line of scrimmage and had no safety help and just allowed uh, Lamar Jackson to, <laughs> to throw, throw the ball up in the air and the receivers run underneath it. For 500 yards or 400 yards, right. Yeah, yeah, okay. I think we've seen, I've never seen, I, want, I studied that game at length just to see what Baltimore was doing on offense. Well, I've never seen a defense line up like they did. Miami talking about way back in week one. Now, you did get to see him on Sunday night or Monday night right. against Pittsburgh line up on third and 20 from the 50-yard line yeah. and go cover zero and allow a guy to catch a one-yard route. Slam for a touchdown. Oh, a touchdown. Un- unbelievable. Unbelievable. So I would guess that New England would not replicate uh, what their lieutenants are doing down there in Miami this year. I would think that would be good advice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Baltimore's got a shot. Baltimore's yeah. got a shot. It's going to be a good game, though. I mean, it's going to be a good yeah, game. Exactly. It's a matter of can can uh, Baltimore throw the ball at all because you know that you know Belichick's going to take away their best thing they do, and that's probably if they can the the, the run game from Jackson. That's correct. So yeah. we're talking Kansas City, Baltimore, and probably the Houston Texans. Um, Buffalo played New England well, and Buffalo's going to be in that division. They're going to get one of the wild card spots and. See if they can go on the road and with their defense win a couple games here uh, in January. But really, the AFC um, is not as crowded as the NFC is this year. Yep, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. And those are good reports on both sides for the fans. Halfway through it, eight eight games for most teams. Um, let's talk through a couple games and have you pick a couple games for the fan. You did so fans. You did so well last time you were on. Uh, I'm going to stay away from the Vikings game because Coach uh, Zimmer's on today. But I'm going to start out right away with that uh, Baltimore-New England game. New England is an amazing plus 17 in the turnover ratio. Of course, they're 8-0. Baltimore's 5-2. What are you thinking in that game? (laughs) Well, I think Baltimore's defense is the key. If Baltimore's defense can create some turnovers, which the Giants did. The Giants a few weeks ago created some turnovers versus the New England offense, and right. I think Baltimore's defense is stronger than the Giants' defense. So uh, I think Baltimore's going to make their plays on offense. They're not going to be able to tackle the quarterback. New England won't. They, yeah. they can't replicate that speed in practice. They've got nobody running their scout team. Nobody does in football. So Baltimore will make their plays, but as you just said, New England's going to get the ball out. So that's going to be a wash. It's if New England can slow down, the New England, excuse me, Baltimore can slow down that darn New England offense. Hey, then I think the Ravens have a chance to really win the game. They'll be at home. Uh, the crowd will be all looped up on a Sunday night. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think Baltimore's got a chance to definitely win the game outright. I agree with you. I, I'm looking forward to that game. That could be one of the better games of the season to this point. Let's move on to a team I know that you like and a team that I follow. Philly at home uh, over Chicago, a team that's struggling mightily on offense. Uh, they are plus three in the turnover ratio. Millie, Philly is minus two. What are you thinking there, Bill? Well, Chicago is uh, really struggling on offense. Yeah. They, have, they have been struggling ever since um, August. Um, I was back there visiting and uh, watching them in preseason. Uh, they've just uh, 
got a real issue there at the quarterback position. Um, so they don't have a chance of scoring more than, what, 20 points, 15 points in any given Sunday. So that's a lot to ask of their defense, and their defense will have a tough time being on the road. They won't have the crowd noise advantage that they have at Soldier Field. I think Philadelphia will win that game handily, especially the way I think Philadelphia is evolving as a team. They're evolving as a running team, which uh, controls the ball. It asks their quarterback to do uh, minimal work, and he's he's capable of that. Um, he's not a finished product either, but I like the way that Philadelphia went up there and played Buffalo by yeah. putting the ball on the ground in the running game and uh, letting their excellent old line um, and running backs uh, carry the day. Yeah, they did a nice job in Buffalo. That was a well-schemed game by Philly and a well-executed game by them. I know uh, you probably don't want to pick this one, but I'm going to ask you to do it because you're there. Let's go ahead, and it might not be an exciting game with a 2-6 and six team and a 2-5 and five team, but I think it's worth picking because I have my opinions on this. The Cleveland Browns traveling to Denver in that uh, really, really good defense. Uh, what are you thinking? Uh, Cleveland just can't get out of their own way, minus 9 in the turnover ratio. Uh, what do you think of that game, Cleveland traveling as the favorite? I'm glad you brought up that game because I'm going to be in attendance at that game. I'm oh, going to watch it and study it. So I'm looking forward to being there Sunday afternoon. It's a 2:25 kickoff here in Colorado, and uh, I like a lot of what uh, Cleveland, you know, has on offense and defense. They've got good players. They've had a bunch of high draft picks that are on that roster. So we'll have to see if they can match up versus the Denver defense. The Denver defense is really stingy. Yeah. Um, they don't create a lot of turnovers. They don't create a lot of negative plays in terms of sacks and tackles for loss, but uh, they're stingy. So it's going to be a low-scoring ball game. That's um, a complete unknown for Denver. You know, they don't. Who knows what will happen at the quarterback position with Joe Flacco having his neck injury. And right. uh, It's really, I think, going to depend on if Denver can run the ball. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think they will. I think they've got good running backs. I know them, of course, from uh, working there the last couple of years. So they've got capable running backs and they're going to hand the ball to those guys and if they can break a couple tackles uh, they'll have some big plays i think denver is going to make it close and denver has a chance to beat cleveland because uh you know to make an understatement of the year cleveland is really uh they're reeling they're, they're struggling to yeah. find their identity yeah. there's a lot of questions a lot of guys looking left looking right not looking in the mirror on cleveland's team and uh yeah. that's yeah. a tough way to go in on the road and win a game versus anybody and a tough in a tough environment, too. It's always tough to win in Denver, no matter what type of team they have. And I do like their defense and where they're going. I like how those guys in Denver are rallying around the head coach and they bought in. Not sure that that's the same case in Cleveland, though. You know, Bill? Yeah, good point. Good point, Doug. Probably a little different mentality, uh, different culture. Uh, taking the records out of the equation, you're right. Just you see more positivity more team-oriented uh, comments coming out of Denver than you do Cleveland right now. Yeah. So, well, that's a great report for the fans. Uh, of course, it's Breeders' Cup weekend. I'm really excited to, you know, dig in and watch some horse racing today and tomorrow. I appreciate you coming on. It's going to be a great show for the fans out there today with Bill Musgrave and Mike Zimmer, two excellent people and two excellent coaches. Thanks for your time. Enjoy the rest of the weekend up there. Have a good time at the game, and I'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. What do you think, Bill? Will do. Thank you, Mike. All right, buddy. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Well, welcome back to Odds and Ends with Mike Tyson. I do have the, the pleasure of having on the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, the 6-2 and two Minnesota Vikings, coming off their fourth straight win, Coach Mike Zimmer. Coach, how you doing today? How's the week going? I'm doing, yeah. I'm doing great, Mike. We uh, had a couple couple days off last week, and uh, we're ready to get back and going to Kansas City. Yeah, and that's going to be one heck of a game. Kansas City at 5-3. and three. Both teams are plus 3 in the turnover ratio, but there's only one team in the National Football League that is in the top five in offense and top five in defense, and that is the Minnesota Vikings. They are third in total offense, fifth in total defense, and more importantly, they are number three in points allowed per game at 16.5. Coach, talk about what that means to you to have both sides of the ball clicking right now. Yeah, well, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's really been nice. The offense has, has done a really nice job of controlling the uh, tempo and time of possession in the game. Uh, defensively, we've been pretty good in most games. Uh, you know, we've got to tighten up some of the coverage things that happened. Uh, uh, I guess it was uh, against Detroit. They they got after us a little mm-hmm. bit, but um, you know, but uh, overall, you know, I like this football team. We we play tough. We play physical. Typically, we play smart, uh, but we you know we still got a lot of things to clean up. Yeah, and that's always good. I mean, you can't you can't be there eight games into it, as you know. And there's always something to work on. You guys have scored 25 touchdowns. It's like a, I think it's a record at a halfway point for the Vikings with all those good offenses. 12 rushing and 13 passing. I love that. And uh, on defense, you've only allowed one rushing touchdown. Uh, that's got to mean a lot to you guys. If you can't run the ball on somebody, it's going to be hard to beat somebody, and that must be something you guys look at each week, Coach. Yeah, we really we really preach about the the mentality of our football team and the toughness of our football team, and you know, making sure that we're not we're not a finesse bunch. So uh, I think you know when it gets down to it, and gets in the fourth quarter, and you have to run the ball to finish the game or run the ball to win, like we did against the Redskins uh, the other night. I think it was an eight play. Eight play, or eight minute drive, we took off the clock and really didn't give them the ball back. So uh, that's that part has been really good. You know, we've got some outstanding players. Uh, you know, our, our running back is uh, Cook has been playing outstanding. So that helps. That helps the whole football team. It does. And speaking of the running back, he's got 823 yards rushing, which is number one league. He's got nine TDs rushing, 1,116 yards from scrimmage. And what's nice is uh, you guys are leading the league 8.8 yards per pass play, which I think is exceptional. And speaking of some of those players, there are a couple players on defense I want to ask you about because I really have been touting these guys all year on my show. Daniil Hunter with eight sacks to me is one of the premier pass rusher defensive ends in the league. A guy that I think is having a tremendous year, Eric Kendricks, is playing extremely well. And the free agent from Virginia in 2015, leading your team, Anthony Harris, with three interceptions. Could you tell the fans a little bit about those three really tremendous players? Yeah, uh, Donnell Hunter is a unbelievable athlete. He's a, he's a great person, works real hard, works hard in the offseason, can bend. He's got great athleticism. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, And he's a guy that just kind of has been learning the game. Uh, I still think he's got a, a much higher ceiling and mm-hmm. – uh, we're, we're excited to have him. And then uh, we, uh, you talked about Anthony Harris, who's yes. obviously a, a guy that was a free agent. Yeah. Uh, Rick Spielman really liked him coming out, and so mm-hmm. we ended up signing him as a, a college free agent. But, yes. uh, you know, he's very smart, very instinctive. 
I think him and Harrison Smith work really well together back there. Absolutely. And then uh, and then Kendricks is another very instinctive guy, smart guy. Um, he's always he's always one of those see ball get ball guys. Sometimes mm-hmm. uh, a little bit too much, but uh, you know as he's as he's progressed in his in his age, he's he's done a much better job of playing within the system. And then when he's got the opportunity to take shots, he takes them. Yeah, would you say he's having his best year as a Viking? It seems to me that he's really, really, you know, seeing the ball well and getting to the ball extremely well. Yeah, I think he feels real comfortable with everything. You know, he's played really well, really, ever since we've had him. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I think maybe the recognition is showing up a little bit more, you know, good. because we have some other guys that people talk about a little bit more. But he's he's uh, he's been good in blitzing. He's been good uh, in coverage. Mm-hmm. been good uh, shooting gaps in the running game. So, um, yeah, it probably has been his best year. Yeah, that's good. That, that's good for the Viking fans, which I am one of. Kirk Cousins, uh, named NFC Player of the Month. It must be exciting. <laughs> I mean, I followed the, the start, the 2-2 two and two start, and then we get four straight wins there to get the 6-2. and two, But it's really good for the team that he was uh, recognized that way. And moving forward, it seems like the offense is starting to gel. I knew that with that offense, that uh, zone, play action, hard play action, get the quarterback away from the line of scrimmage. Uh, you guys are going to be able to throw the ball over the top. And right now I think you guys are in great rhythm on offense, and part of it has to do with the stellar play of Kirk Cousins. Could you talk about him for a quick second, and then we can move on to maybe some horse racing? Sure. Uh, Kirk, Kirk has played very well this last month. You know, I think the coaches are doing a great job of scheming him are scheming for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we've got some outstanding receivers. And as you talked about before, be- because we, we we have been running the ball so well, it opens up a lot of that play-action yep. game, which he is terrific at. The, the play-action, the, the uh, moving in the pocket, uh, those things. And he throws a great deep ball. So yes. if they start loading up the box, and we have a chance to get the ball down the field. And, um, you know, Kirk's been doing a great job, and we hope that he keeps it up. Yeah. Well, the extra days, I'm going to just ask you one question about the extra days. You, I know you look at yourself, you treat it like a mini buy. In 2017, 2018, you guys were first in the defensive, uh, allowing them to convert on third down. I know that's one of your babies. You guys are sitting pretty good right now, 36.46%. It's just a couple of plays here and there that you make and you get yourself down to that low 30s. Am I seeing it the right way, Coach? It's not that far off from you guys being right there in the top three. Yeah, and and actually, uh, you know, I talked to the, to the defense this morning about. It. I said, mm-hmm. you know, we we've we've got a reputation around here of being great on third downs. Mm-hmm. We got to be better than what we were, so we have to do a better job of studying. I got to do a better job of helping them, coaching them, getting them tighter on some of the routes. Um, you know, we played, we've you know, in some of it, Mike has been you know mop up at the end of game thing, mm-hmm. but the, yeah. that's still no excuse for us. If we get if we get people out on third downs. Uh, we'll keep we keep the score down, and uh, we we flip the time of possession in our favor all the time. Yeah, and I really like where you guys are at right now. And going into Kansas City, uh, I'll segue over to them so I can let you get back to work. The pre-snap motions, the fake handoffs, the fake arounds, reverses. You guys and the speed and just a tremendous speed. You guys have to really have great eyes on defense this week, don't you, Coach? Yeah, they've uh, they they do an awful lot of things, a lot of movement, a lot of eye candy. Mm-hmm. They give you as much as as much as they can, and they ha- and they do have great speed. They can get down the field. They don't run the ball that much, mm-hmm. but uh, all their runs are really RPOs, so they're mm-hmm. uh, run pass options. And then uh, 
And then, but they've got some great receivers. Uh, the tight end Kelsey's a heck of a player. Yes. And uh, we're we're going to have to play, be tight in coverage, and we're going to have to rush the quarterback this week. We can't let him sit back there and and move around in the pocket and, and hold the ball and throw it deep. Yeah, and and a couple of the players you already mentioned, uh, Hardman, that rookie, he can fly. Yeah. Sammy Watkins can fly. Tariq Hill is uh, really dangerous on the reverses and in the slot. They've got a lot of talent. They've got a lot of speed, and but I think you guys will be up for the match. Frank Clark didn't practice yesterday. He's got a little neck thing going on. Chris Jones, to me, those are the two elite guys up front. Do you see it that way, as those two guys being yeah. game wreckers? Yeah, those two guys are guys that we got to make sure we get blocked along with um, – with the safety, uh, Matthau, mm-hmm. you know, he's always kind of in, in, yeah. in the vicinity of all the plays. And so we got to know where he's at, but, uh, we definitely have to get those two guys blocked. Uh, Okafor's, uh, had a good year. So we need to make sure we take care of those guys for sure. Yeah. And they have 14 sacks in the last two games. Uh, you guys do a great job in protection. I'll, I'll finish with the quarterbacks here and let you go coach Mahomes and more. I know you got to get ready for both. Um, my guess is uh, certain calls you're going to have for each quarterback based on what they do best, but you're probably, I'm, I'm asking, I'm not telling, you're probably going to have a universal plan that will work for either quarterback. Is, is that correct? Yeah, for the majority, of the, you know, you try to put a plan together for the offense, mm-hmm. and then depending on who the player is, uh, you can make adjustments throughout that throughout the those calls. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's really no different than getting ready to play a, a great wide receiver, you you know, like you had with Moss, you know, you try to you try to do a great job of eliminating him, and then if he doesn't play, then then you try to figure out a way to uh, stop the rest of the offense. Yeah, and I think you guys will be ready for that coming off that extra day, getting a little extra rest. One last thing, who do you like in the uh, Breeders' Cup Classic? I know if you're talking to Coach Parcells, you're going to like Shug's horse, Code of Honor, but <laughs> who do you like? Have you had a chance you know, to look uh, at it? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't had a chance, but, you know, Parcells has got a horse named Three Technique that he really likes. I don't know if I know he was supposed to race uh, and had a cold, but uh, I think he's he's coming up for a race now, and he said he's got a chance to get in there. So. Well, well, we'll have to keep an eye out for Three Technique. Well, listen, Coach, thanks for coming on the show. Been wanting to get you on for a few weeks. Uh, super, super week this week. Go get them. And, and I'm, I'm actually coming in for the bye weekend. I mean, the weekend. I'm leaving Seattle and coming there when you guys are going to Seattle. So, Tell me about that plan I got. That's pretty dumb. But (laughs) (laughs) but have a great week and uh, finish it up right and go get that W. Okay, Mike. Thanks a lot. Okay, bye. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Odds and Ends with Mike Tice. Boy, my guests were great. Bill Musgrave with a tremendous report on the NFC and the AFC top teams and looking at some of the games this upcoming week. And, of course, I'd like to thank head coach of the Minnesota Vikings 6-2, Heading to Kansas City this weekend, Mike Zimmer. You can also tweet us at at Odds and Ends Pod. That's O D D S, the letter N E N D S Pod. You can email us at Odds and Ends Pod at gmail.com. Have a great week. I hope all your teams win, and I hope all your horses are winning horses.